Hello and welcome to the AMBOSS podcast, Beyond the Textbook. Every two weeks, experts from AMBOSS, the medical education platform, interview medical students and healthcare professionals to showcase international perspectives on everything in medical school and beyond the textbook. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the AMBOSS podcast, Beyond the Textbook where we provide medical students and physicians with in-depth insights and expert knowledge that goes beyond your traditional medical textbooks. I'm your host, Sophie Neal, and today we're going to be touching on a topic that's critical to international medical students, the upcoming changes to the Educational Commission for Foreign Medical Graduates. So the episode is going to shed some light on these changes and discuss how you can navigate this new landscape to successfully practice in the US as international graduates. But before we jump into our interview, here's our question of the day directly from the AMBOSS Step 1 study plan in the endocrine system. And of course, stay tuned for the answer coming up at the end of the episode. Here you go. A healthy 31-year-old woman comes to the physician because she's trying to conceive. She's currently timing the frequency of intercourse with at-home ovulation test kits. An increase in the levels of which are the following is the best indicator that ovulation has already occurred. A. Estrogen. B. Gonadotropin releasing hormone. C. Follicle stimulating hormone. D. Progesterone. Or E. Luteinizing hormone. To talk about today's topic, we have our special guest, Dr. Tomas Petras, who has recently joined our AMBOS team as the Educational Partnerships Manager. So we're so excited to have him here today. Tomas is a junior doctor from Slovakia. And as a student, he's been involved in many medical students associations locally, nationally and internationally as well. So thank you so much for joining us today, Tomas. And maybe you could start by telling us a bit more about yourself and your background. Thank you very much for inviting me to the podcast. So I'm currently a junior doctor from Slovakia. I joined AMBOS as the Educational Partnerships Manager where I try to develop partnerships and support the development of partnerships between AMBOS and medical faculties all around the world. Other than that, I have had some experience with medical students associations. I had the chance to represent the International Federation of Medical Students Associations as the director of the Standing Committee on Medical Education. So medical education is a very close topic to me. I also had a chance to recently join the World Federation for Medical Education as the recognition team assessor. And I'm also currently working a little bit on faculty development for my alma mater, since I am helping them with the establishment and coordination of the Medical Education Center. Amazing. Thank you very much for, as I said, joining us. We're really happy to have you and really excited to talk about this topic because I know it's something that some students are aware of, but others maybe not so much. And so maybe you could explain what the current situation is for international students who are applying to sit at the USMLE and how the Educational Commission for Foreign Medical Graduates plays a role in that process. So the United States Medical Licensing Examination is a three-step examination program for medical licensure in the United States, focusing on foundational medical science, which is typically obtained during the first two years of medical school in the step one, knowledge of clinical medicine in the step two, and also application of clinical knowledge to patient management in step three. So the ECFMG, the Educational Commission for Foreign Medical Graduates, certifies the international medical graduates who are essentially entering the United States healthcare system. 
the ECFMG through the certification process really says that the international medical graduates do possess the competencies, the skills to be able to practice in the United States. And this is very important because 25% of all the doctors in the United States are international medical graduates. So you can imagine every fourth doctor comes from a different country. And of course, there is a question whether or not their medical school was up to a standard that is acceptable for the United States. So the ECFMG certification is one of the eligibility requirements for IMGs to take step three of the USMLE. And currently there are a couple of requirements to be eligible for the ECFMG certification. There are medical school requirements, examination requirements, and medical education credential requirements. So to satisfy the medical science examination requirement, the applicants must pass step one and step two of the USMLE but also the occupational English test. Oh, wow. That's a lot of information, Thomas. So you mentioned the ECFMG. They made an announcement that things would start changing from 2024. What does that change look like and what does it mean for international medical graduates? So the change that will take place beginning from 2024 is physicians applying for ECFMG certification will be required to graduate from a medical school that has been appropriately accredited on the World Directory of Medical Schools. You can find your specific university and there you can find information whether graduates from this university are eligible for ECFMG certification. What would a student do in the case that this school actually isn't accredited? That's a good question. So currently there are two international bodies which recognize the accreditation agencies which accredit the medical schools. So one of them is the World Federation for Medical Education. And the second is the National Committee on Foreign Medical Education and Accreditation. And they will report this to the World Directory of Medical Schools, which is accessible for anyone to search for their specific medical school and find this information. So my advice would be to bring this topic towards their medical faculty and facilitate the discussion between medical faculty, between the accreditation agency, how to obtain accreditation. Yeah, that is really good advice. Definitely something I think good to know from a student perspective. So in terms of keeping up to date with the news and how this will impact students after 2024, where's the best place students can go to find this out? Currently, the only reliable resource is the ECFMG website. Okay. I know that it's updated regularly with the most current information. So I would definitely recommend anyone who is uncertain of how this will change to go to the ECFMG website. And there will be also the World Directory of Medical Schools that they can refer to and find their medical school and whether or not the medical school fulfills the ECFMG certification requirements. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll definitely include those links in the show notes for anybody that wants to look that up and check them out. So finally, if you could give our listeners any advice beyond the textbook, what would you say? My advice would be to not only develop your soft skills, but also to represent the student voice when it comes to the quality of medical education, also to be part of the organization of your medical school. And you can join your medical students association. And if you do not have one, you can also create one. There are many international medical students associations, which will be more than glad to support you. Amazing. That's really great advice. 
Thank you so much for helping us to learn more about this important topic. For any international students who are currently considering or starting their journey towards sitting the USMLE exams, we have included a number of helpful and informative resources in our show notes today, so don't forget to check those out. And of course, don't forget to have a look at our Ambos question bank, where you will find over 5,000 USMLE style questions. And here, of course, is the answer to our earlier QBank question. The answer is D, progesterone. Towards the end of the follicular phase of the menstrual cycle, a peak in estrogen levels triggers an LH surge, which induces ovulation. The corpus luteum then begins to produce progesterone. An increase in progesterone levels is therefore an indicator that ovulation has occurred. Progesterone maintains the endometrium and inhibits the secretion of FSH and LH throughout the luteal phase of the menstrual cycle. If fertilization and implantation occur, the production of beta-HCG maintains the corpus luteum and thus progesterone for the first weeks of pregnancy. Your book recommendation this week is 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman, which introduces readers to tools for constructing a meaningful life by embracing rather than denying their limitations. Hopefully for those of you juggling med school, work, life and USMLE balance, this not only will help but also provide some really thought-provoking relief along the way. And finally, your medical fun fact of the day. As a consequence of the Flexner report published in 1910, many medical schools across the US actually closed. Prior to the report, the US had 148 medical schools. And after it initiated countrywide reforms, there were only 66 left. More than 50% of medical schools closed based on the recommendations of just one person. And that's it for today's episode of AMBOSS Beyond the Textbook. Thank you all so much for listening and we hope today's topic's been helpful for those of you who are considering or already starting your USMLE journey. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast for more insightful episodes covering everything in healthcare and medical education. Again, thank you so much, Tomas, for joining us. Thank you very much for inviting me, Sophie. I'm Sophie Neal and this has been Ambos Beyond the Textbook. The links in the description can give you a more in-depth understanding of these concepts. If you like this episode, please give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. You can check out the AMBOSS platform for your medical studies and sign up for a free five-day trial at amboss.com.